what's the difference between an online seller that makes it to seven figures and beyond in their business versus those that never break that mark? In today's video, we're gonna go through five top pieces of advice that I learned from some of our best clients that now have multi-million dollar brands. Let's go. This is the Launch and Scale Podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 100 seven-figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. Are you currently selling a product online, but you're not happy with the level of traction that you've been getting so far? Or you are just about to launch your product and you do have your site set on creating a seven, eight figure business? Well, creating a million dollar brand is a lot harder than people make it sound. And in this video, I'm gonna break down really what's the thing that separates the kittens from those that evolve into lions. Those that are able to go through the grit, go through the first couple years of business and really break that seven figure mark. We've, we've distilled it down into five practical tips that you can use in your business starting today. Whether you are launching your product in a few months or you are scaling your existing e-commerce brand, these lessons that we're gonna cover are timeless and they come from entrepreneurs that we have either coached or brands that we've launched and have now hit the multi-million dollar mark. So let's get into it. Point number one is understand your audience. This comes from my work with Swanick Sleep, which was founded by two guys out of Australia in their early 40s. And they created a line of blue light blocking glasses, which helps to block blue light from devices you might receive late at night to help improve sleep performance. And they were one of the first blue light blockers to market. And when they launched their product, they made the assumption that their avatar was exactly guys like them because they created this product to serve a need in their own life. So naturally we make products for ourselves and then assume that that's gonna be our main demographic. So what ends up happening with Swanick Sleep is they build a very successful company and they, after they hit the million dollar mark, they started to notice that other kinds of people were using their product, not just men in their early 40s. So they actually then decided to ask themselves after they hit the seven figure mark, oh, I wonder who's actually buying our product. And up until this point, they had done, they've done all their messaging, product marketing, et cetera, to focus on the main niche that they really thought that their product, their demographic was, which was men in their early 40s. And so they had successfully run that with that assumption, but when these guys ran into the data, it turned out that, really surprising actually, that women aged 55 and up were their main customer demographic. What? That is so different from men early 40s. And so when they actually dug in into the data and started paying attention to really who the main person or main uh, customer group that's buying their product, that is when they realized that they had to shift their marketing. I bring this up because Swanick Sleep is an example of the majority of online sellers that make it to the seven, eight, even nine figure mark in business without having a very, very, very clear understanding of who their main customer 
demographics are. When you look at this, this is really the one of the top pieces of advice is that you want to set an assumption early on for who your customer group is, but then using data start to really pay attention to who exactly is buying your product before you hit the seven figure mark. Because yes, while Swanix Sleep is a just a great example of several companies that go through this, they left a lot of opportunity on the table through not targeting that demographic more head on. So that is point number one, which is get to understand your audience and don't wait until it's too late and don't not understand your data. So that's definitely an opportunity for you to start looking at early on. Point number two is talk to your audience. One question I get asked so much is, how do I know what other products to bring to market once I've been successful with my first one? So this is, I want to feature Series Chill, uh, one of our all-time favorite um, products in the baby space. And no, not an affiliate, just big fan. Um, but when Lisa had successfully brought Series Chill to market, naturally she had a ton of ideas for what other products she wanted to launch. But if you have 15 product ideas and you're limited on capital and time, how do you know which ones to choose? So instead of just making the assumption herself, she decided to approach her top customers and ask them to shortlist their favorite products. So she literally went to them and said, hey, we have 10 ideas for products. Which of these top two are you most excited about? And from the feedback she got from her, her actual demographic, she was then able to, by enrolling her customer base, to be well-informed as to which products to focus on moving forward and which ones were going to be successful. So talking to your audience, curating an audience, and having that community is a win-win. Point number three is the power of raising more capital than you think you need. I learned this lesson from Jamstack actually, where Jamstack is a hardware product. And if you have brought a hardware product to market or you are doing that right now, drop a comment below because you will know how expensive it is. Jamstack alone was over a million dollars in product development. And no, that was not out of out all of Chris's pocket. Chris has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars through uh, investment capital, inventory financing, through angel investors. And for him, it's because that he is working for a big dream, big vision. And Chris is like several other founders that have chosen to raise investment in exchange for equity. But if you're watching this part and you're like, this doesn't apply to me because I don't wanna give up equity in my company, that's fine, but this still applies to you because now more than ever with supply chain being what it is, and I'm happy to do another video on that topic if you want, just let me know. Um, but with supply chain being so slow, it means that the business with the deepest pockets wins. What I mean by that is deepest pockets to be able to as buy as much inventory as possible because when you have an e-commerce company, it is the kiss of death when you are not able to keep stocked. When you run out of stock or you have to slow down selling and your marketing efforts because of inventory, this means that you're actually putting a cap on how big you can go, how many customers you can get. So in this day and age, point number three is raise more capital than you think you need. Don't think so linear in terms of investors in exchange for equity. Um, there are other ways to get capital, specifically cash flow or um, uh, inventory financing, okay? Um, if you have a good track record or you're just getting started, we have a ton of different resources we can point you to. 
four different companies we recommend. Uh, if you're just getting started in early stage and you definitely want that inventory financing, um, let me know, happy to put together more resources on that topic. But point number three is raise more capital than you think you need, especially for inventory financing in this day and age. Point number four applies to all of our customers and that is how they structured their business. So they all focused on serving a customer. They focused on creating a brand that serves a specific niche and focuses their marketing efforts on the, the kind of product uh, they have and how that creates a certain result in somebody's life. So there are two ways to launch a product. There are two ways to focus your marketing. One of them is if you started the white label track on Amazon where you started um, by sourcing and selling a product that is a commodity that several other people were because it was easy to get into, into the game, then you may have created a successful company off the back of white label products. But in the last two, three, four years, we've seen that the way to build a business and the fastest way to get to seven figures is through differentiation. So. I don't want to say, I know that by you doing white label, it's, or drop shipping, you can still be successful doing that, but it's gonna be a lot harder. So the one thing that all of our, our clients had and brands have in common is that they focused on bringing a custom proprietary product to market that specifically addresses a need in the market in somebody's life. So I wanna talk about the difference between that and why that is the fastest way for you to build a business and why that is a way to really own your territory online. Let's take the idea of Jamstack. Jamstack is an electric guitar amplifier. So before the Jamstack days, if you played electric guitar, it wasn't easy to do because you have to put amps up, you need to get expensive equipment, you need the wires, you need setup time. And playing electric guitar, it was not portable and it was not easy to do. So a lot of electric guitar players actually wanted to be able to play more, but because of the headache of setup time, uh, they just didn't do it as often as they wanted. So Chris was one of those people, the founder of Jamstack, and he designed a prototype that allowed you to actually clip on a speaker and be able, um, an amp and be able to really play guitar in a matter of seconds as opposed to minutes, etc. And this was a big change in the guitar industry because before playing electric guitar was not super accessible without a lot of equipment and a lot of setup time. But with the Jamstack coming into effect, you can literally clip on the Jamstack to the bottom of your guitar in seconds and be able to play electric guitar anywhere you want it. So I wanna look at two case studies. Um, one where Jamstack is selling at a premium price and one where Jamstack can sell at a lower price, okay? So if Jamstack had started their company off of just being another speaker that you can attach, like being a speaker that you can attach to the bottom of your guitar. And they're like, ooh, look, look, it's so easy. You can just put it on and it's a speaker. Um, that product likely would not sell for very much because it sounds like every other speaker or amp combination on the market. So instead, what Jamstack did is they were able to tell their story and do story-based marketing in terms of what it allows somebody to do in their life. Because a consumer puts much more value 
on being able to get up and play a lot more than just having another speaker. When you have the story of the Jamstack being told in terms of Jamstack is a electric guitar amplifier that lets you get up and play in seconds, allowing you to play wherever you want in under 30 seconds. That is the value proposition. And that is a premium price point where guitar players cannot put a price really on something that allows them more convenience and ease of use because that is what they're paying for. But on the other end, if we were to sell Jamstack as just a speaker that attaches to a guitar, but we didn't actually qualify what that means in somebody's life for them, then someone is going to look at that and say, ah, well, I can get a cheap speaker on Amazon for like 50 bucks, this will do it. So when you position your product in terms of features, meaning you're just like, oh, it's a speaker that just attaches to your, your guitar, that's what someone's buying. They're just buying like whatever. But when you frame it in terms of by doing this, it saves you so much time it actually saves you hundreds of dollars because you don't need to buy all this expensive equipment and you can play more than you want. When you reframe it in terms of the results or the benefit that they get, that's when you're able to step up, differentiate your product, own a market and sell at a premium price point. If you would like me to do more videos, training, etc., on how to position yourself as a premium product, let me know in the comments. This brings me to my last point, point number five. What is the one thing that all of our multi-million dollar client brands have in common? They all failed. What? Yes, they all failed. And I wanna tell you a bit more about that. What we see on the surface when we look at successful brands is just that. We see the success. We see thousands of five-star reviews. We see the founders being super happy when they're um, being interviewed. We see press, we see metrics of success, right? But what you don't see is what went on behind the scenes day after day to build those brands. So I want to talk about this idea of your relationship to failure. All of the brands, all of the seven figure sellers that we have supported, that we've helped develop, have literally looked adversity in the face and said, well, I failed. And guess what? They got up again and again and again and again. And no matter how scared they were, no matter how bleak something's happened, like something seemed at the time, no matter how many times they had to fail, no matter how many no's they had to get, they kept going. And that is the true mark of a someone who is going to make it to seven figures and achieve the vision they set out to when they first launched this product. And that is really point number five. The one thing that's in common with all of our seven figure brands through conversations, through support, whatever that looks like, is how they react to those moments of strife. Those bad things that happen, the things that cause them to fail, do they keep going or do they give up, okay? So those are my top five points. In summary, scaling your brand to seven figures is not a cakewalk. It is not something that happens overnight. And anyone that tells you otherwise is lying to you. Okay. It takes time. It takes a lot of falling down. It takes a lot of failing. And then eventually over time, you will see compound success, but it all comes down to a decision. And honestly, it's not really strategy based. What it comes down to the difference in your ability to 
hit seven figures or not comes down to your mindset and how you choose to show up every day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device. And for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co. And we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok and YouTube. Just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten, my name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launchpad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like The Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.